0: Welcome back, everyone, to another hour of Scotch Hour for episode 80. I am Noah. And I am Jesse. All right. Well, uh, hopefully everyone had a great weekend. I know uh, I pretty much had a good weekend. I think you did with your kiddos. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hells yeah. All right. Uh, well, this evening, we're going to try the uh, Aaron Robert Burns. And from there, we're going to do our get-it-togethers and, um, and shout-outs and... For the restaurant review, uh, we went to what was the name of that restaurant? Is it Slattery's? or Slatteries? And then our topic for this evening is movie. The movie review of the invitation.
1: Me me me. <laughs> <laughs> Scotch review. All right, Robert Burns, this Aran Scotch, so Aran being from the Isle of Aran, the only current distillery on the Isle is, uh, man, back in the 1700s, there were as many as 50 illegal or bootlegger distilleries on the island. It is the only one that remains after the uh, last um, shutdown and then the last illegal distillery closed in 1837. One thing I do like about this, though, the Robert Burns. Oh, he's got a quote on the Conistar, Uh Lay the proud unsurpers for low. <laughs> nice. Uh, Lay the proud unsurpers low. Uh, Robert Burns... A- Famous, very famous poet, alive from 1759 to 1796, lived to the ripe old age of approximately 37 years old, which, unlike many of the distilleries and Scotch houses we have visited on this show, means that he died at an age that is 10 years older than this distillery is young at about 27 years. <laughs> Man, uh, it makes for an interesting perspective of a new malt. 43% ABV. Canisters just looks fun to me, honestly. Uh, I don't know that I'm breeding. (laughs) I mean, I might be bringing it to a book reading, depending on the book reading. Uh, However, the bottle, equally classy. This definitely reminds me of a time to go to a... Poetry reading or a book reading, uh, especially if it's like science fiction, man, you'll be blasted by the time this is done. No artificial colors, ladies and gentlemen, unlike a lot of Isaac Asma's text. (laughs) Uh, With this, though, man, uh, it's going to be interesting to see the color outside of the bottle. It is, of course. Going to be an interesting scotch. Uh, with RN distillery um, during the building of the distillery, distillery, we started in 1994, there were two golden eagles that decided right by where they were building the distillery, uh, decided to build a nest and make some babies and lay some eggs. So the... The production or the assembly of the distillery was stalled for a little while, but it was finally opened in 1995. Honestly, I think that's pretty quick for a distillery. Uh, starts in '94, finish in '95, opening the doors—pretty uh, amazing. Their biggest hindrance after that, '95 is not that long ago, man. We should have started a distillery. But after that, the biggest piece was where are they going to keep all these casks they're using to age this scotch? Uh, and later, they procured they secured a warehouse or a facility to house all of the casks for the scotch to age um, you got some extra tidbits of fun knowledge for the fans
0: well first of all a lot of the uh, um, scotch houses they do like to chill filter their their scotches and that's to remove any of the um uh, to, re- to remove a range of substances, uh, including proteins and esters uh, that uh, comes from the matura- maturation uh, process. But Erin, uh, on the other hand, does not do that. Um, and so they believe that uh, by doing that process, it does eliminate some of the nuances that you would get from a, from a good scotch. So they refrain from doing the chilled filter uh, one thing about Robert Burns, the reason why he is, uh, is famous is that he's uh, Scotland's favorite son because a lot of his poems he wrote were in Scottish, so not very many English readers would know who he is or a lot of his works, but he has written some stuff in English as well, and he's uh, been known to be the pioneer of the Romantic movement as well as a great source of inspiration for both liberalism and socialism.
1: Wow, I don't know about like in the second socialism. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, I mean, don't know about the second part either, but uh, apparently he uh, he appeals to both liberals and uh, people who are about uh, liberalism and uh, socialism. So
1: god damn. Should be a super popular scotch in Colorado right now.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know, Definitely the,
1: flying off the shelves in California.
0: <laughs> you got the freedom fighters who like him, and you got the socialists who like him. I don't know. You, I
1: mean, I'm a romantic, so I got to like read some of his poems now. That's, oh, man, I should have done that research. It's going to be like, I loved your wet lips that get chapped when you walk. <laughs> 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 oh, so Robert Burns, a birthplace, uh, Man, Alloway of Ayrshire. Alloway of Ayrshire. He could literally see Aaron from his birthplace, the home of his birthplace. Uh, and the distillery, La Cronzo distillery, uh, is where uh, this fine scotch is produced.
0: All right, are you going to open it up or what? Yeah,
1: I'm just thinking about wet lips. I'll bet his were often wet with a nice drum of scotch.
0: Possibly, but not this. Not this. Not from this distillery. <laughs>
1: never know. The invitation. He might have been the man. <laughs> nice foil, uh, nice top. However, come in. Um, it was coming in hot, and then all of a sudden they have this plastic top. Oh, first fine. fail. Might as well make it rubber. Hmm. Real cork like that. It's got a good nose right off the bat.
0: Well, it did squirt when you pulled out the cork. Dude,
1: I'm telling you. It was wet. Like I said, you're not getting away from that. These whips too shall be wet. All right. right. Off to the fast forward tasting. Cheers.
0: Warm speed. (laughs) Cheers. Robert Burns Scotch. Yeah um it has a uh, kind of a kind of a lighter color to it here. It's more of like a, a straw color in my opinion. Um as far as the bouquet goes, I get uh, some honey with uh canned orange peel, followed with some uh banana bread um on the nose initially for me. Um when I did uh, put some in my hand and heat it up that way. Um, I ended up actually getting some of the malt flavor there. In uh, the and the bouquet. Um, so I do think the uh, the bouquet here, when you first start to smell it, uh, it's very inviting with a nice sweet aroma because of that canned orange and uh, banana bread and the honey. Um, now, as far as the palate goes, um, I do believe there's a, lo- a bit more complexity here. Um, it initially starts off with a sweet orange blossom for me. And then it goes into some honey grapefruit, and finishes up with some cream soda. Mm. And then the finish, uh, the finish is a uh, is a decent finish on there. And um, here I'm getting some dried fruit with uh, some some kind of like uh, spice, whether it be like, I think it might be pepper, or it could be peppermint. But there is a little bit of uh, a spiciness that's going on i'm getting on the tail end and it's really on the on the finish that i'm really picking up the most um uh, but as you're going into the finish it's more of like the dried fruit sweetness going into that nice spiciness there at the end um this is definitely one that if uh if i was back in the day back in college and we were having our uh our poetry evenings where we would sit around and smoke scotch and uh and uh wear uh dinner jackets and stuff this might be one where i would uh this might be this. This might be a Scotch where I would bring to our to our poetry hour, and uh, where we'd share po- uh, poems, smoke cigars, and drink Scotch. Uh, this is definitely one of those. I ta- I definitely would take it to a poker night, and uh, you know, it's also like because of the label and the canister and the and the packaging on it. I think it's something you can also take to like a housewarming or any, you know, uh, to pretty much ma- pretty much a, up to a, maybe a semi formal event. Not, I wouldn't necessarily necessarily say a formal event. Because if I was going to a formal event, I would want to take something a lot nicer. But up to semi-formal, I think you can get away with it. And I, and uh, definitely it's one I think you can uh, share with other people and that they would enjoy.
1: I think it all says it right here with the quote, Lay the proud you supers low. <laughs> Lay the proud you supers low. Uh, Robert Burns is inexpensive, approximately $40 a bottle Uh, for that price point. It does not disappoint. From the color, light gold, absolutely, along those straw lines, uh, nothing that's a surprise there. Where it does start to come in to surprise is the nose. Right off the bat, to me, you get this young vanilla, fresh vanilla, almost tragically but also not offensive a false vanilla so real actually it's not even that it's the vanilla bean it's not the vanilla C. it's the actual vanilla bean it's a very young vanilla not offensive with a hint it's a little hint of cinnamon and pear now you roll into that palette this is absolutely mm, where the complexity rolls out, this is where the scotch is a win to me. You've got sweet cream right off the bat, hint of malt, honey, toffee, and summer fruits. And when I say summer fruits, I'm really just speaking. The two that really stick out are pears and apple to me. On the finish, um, that pear and apple, it's a medium to to long finish. Uh, That, uh, sweet honey transcendence into apples and pear and then cinnamon kind of like a this scotch might go flawlessly flawlessly with an apple cobbler uh, a wonderful pie uh the malt and everything uh the lacranza lacranza distillery does not disappoint with this scotch overall would i take it to a fun event absolutely you know what like, I don't know why, but this makes me think it's the perfect scotch for game night or murder mystery night because the finish is long enough that you're not going to have to be constantly pouring it into your glass. Uh, it's a talking point. It is something where you can speak a little poetry, have a little fun, almost romantic, uh, much like a Robert Burns himself, uh, and very, very smooth at the end of the day. finishes well.
0: It's time for our shout-outs.
1: Oh, man. How do you not shout-out yet another victory exceeding his point lead by, like, I think he's up to 170 now. Averse stopping with his not (laughs) Honda-powered engine (laughs) in the Red Bull racing car at Monza. Uh, Leclerc, you know, I'm going to give Leclerc a shout-out, actually, as well. Uh, He had his eighth position of the season the last time ferrari did that i believe was michael schumacher in 2000 uh with that though great job leclerc ferrari's got the speed now we're working on a little bit of the strategy and red bull we're stopping that non-honda engine taking it home uh awesome job there that's just amazing
0: so my one shout out uh, i I guess Yesterday was uh, September the 11th. Dun dun dun. Nine one one. Yeah. So my shout out is going to go to all the nine eleven truthers out there who are still uh, putting out information, trying to uh, bring bring out the truth about what really happened during nine eleven. So you know if whether or not you believe like the airplanes really did crash into the into the buildings or not, uh, there's still a lot of skepticism out there about what really did happen, whether or not it was a false flag or not. And I think it's good that there's people out there asking those questions.
1: All right, man. There are still people asking if ten years ago they crept in a toilet and they didn't see anything. If that was just a ghost turd, <laughs> <laughs> just saying. Now, the one thing I would say is, man, the JFKers, those guys, continue to bring results.
0: Uh, yeah. I mean, there's still stuff out there. I mean, I just, I've seen some new stuff over this past weekend. All right.
1: What about your uh, get-it-togethers?
0: My get-it-togethers is going to go to the uh, administration, the uh, uh, athletic department, and the coaches and the players of the University of Colorado football. Oh, no. You guys freaking suck. <laughs> like, I, I went to the University of Colorado a long time ago when we had a winning program, and it was fun to go to those games. It was fun to watch the CU Buffs. But, you know, there's been 20 Like fifteen, basically, like fifteen years of like total suckage, where we've only been to, only had two winning seasons, where the University of Colorado has gone to a bowl game, and it's gotten to a point like last year, where there's been a lot of diehard fans who watch like the uh the Colorado Buffaloes and it's like, uh, Chuck Fairbanks and all that like back like you're talking like seventies and early eighties type of like time frame, and all these like older like way older people they're gotten to a point where. Uh, the the football, <laughs> the performance of the football program has gotten so bad that they are starting to give up their, uh, their season tickets and um, basically saying that they're no longer going to donate to the program and stuff anymore. And it's just, it's really weird how um, this football program, which has won a national championship, has now fallen so far down the drain that they can't even beat uh, you know, like a really, like a above average uh group of five conference football team. <laughs> oh, and uh it's it's kind of it's kind of a sad state of affair there. Uh there at the University of Colorado in Boulder uh with their football program. So that's why I get it together this week.
1: To me I hear you. I'm not disagreeing with uh, the performance issue. Uh to me the only thing sadder is man we're becoming California. <laughs> What a meme of that is here in Colorado. I don't know that we've ever been truly solid like the Tifosi of Italy for Ferrari and many of their champions, uh, but we were continuing to be greater fair weather fans. And it was never to me about just one piece of it, but it's about the long haul. It's not about the easy road and, oh, you win the championship every other year because you have the most money. It's about, man, let's see our boys give 100%. And, you know, in 1979, Jody Skechter won the Drivers' Championship and the, the Team Championship, uh Constructors' Championship for Ferrari. And it took 21 years until... Ferrari did it again. You didn't hear about people stopping following them because they struggled for 20 years. Uh, it's just very, it's the piece of that that's interesting to me is just the Fairweather fan aspect. And I get it, it's not fun. Um, the question is like, if you're saying it's because their politic has changed, then that's a different reason. But with Ferrari, man, they're just diehard.
0: No, well, a lot of it has to deal with the changing of like college football in general, too, because you have the NIL. So like before it would be one thing where um, where they didn't have like the free transfer rule so like before like the one thing that connected you uh, a person an alumni a person who went to that school to the uh, to the athletes that play there in the football is that you guys went to the same school together and you guys were both students there one might have been a student athlete you you know you might have just been a student now at this particular point in time with how the nil works and with like the the transfer rules that's no longer the case uh now like these students are being, like these athletes are now being able to transfer without uh without like having to sit out a season and they're and then they're also being plucked from from program to program um you know for for money so now they're more like mercenaries for hire rather than Rather than students. And so it's just changed the whole landscape of college football. And it would be one thing if it was just like uh the the cycle of things, because you had Alabama at one point where they were bad for a little while in the nineties, but then they, they came back. They were good, they they went bad and they came and then they became good again. Same thing with Miami. But there's there's been a there's been a has there has been a systematic issue or a uh, institutional issue. With the uh with the regents, with the administration, with uh the athletic department and the coaches that have been hired.
1: You get that too in Ferrari and Formula One. What's yeah, what's what is the dissatisfier? What's the ultimate turn down? Is it politics? Is it because well, literally, Ferrari, like I said, Ferrari went through 21 years of poor choices before they won again with Michael Schumacher, who he himself struggled after
0: winning well, two this championships. Point, at this point, too, though, because of all these bad decisions that they made pretty much for 20 years plus, has now resulted into where the two main conferences now are basically the Big Ten and the SEC. And the product that they put out into the field has been so bad that... Uh, I won't. Like, they would have been, like, if you go back into the 90s when they were to, uh, an annual top 25 team, they would have easily been invited into one of the big two conferences. Now there's a possibility that they want you to make it into one of the big two uh, big two conferences, let alone into the next two after that. It's just, uh, it's really, when you start looking at it, like, there's really been that, like, I wouldn't really say it's just, just bad management, it's like there's all kinds of things Because of like of what they've done And it really goes back to when they fired uh, Burnett and if you really want to like Get into the deep deep ins and outs Of it it's not really about fair feather uh, Fair weather fans a lot of it has to Do too with like this is the The, the uh, with the um, The culture there in Boulder And the media and there
1: you go so politics Part of it We know media is controlled by politics And the politics of Boulder have changed Dynamically, so uh, with-
0: they haven't changed. They just got worse. <laughs>
1: <So> <laughs> I they mean,
0: have changed. I'm not saying like when I say when you say change, I mean, I think you have to define change. For me, that would be going from like a conservative to liberal uh, to like a liberal city. They were already a liberal city, but now they went to like the far edge of the whole liberal city. They just got worse at being what they were already before.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm saying is that they went from taking a machine. That was productive. So you put in a gallon of gas and you get out a championship. And now they're like, well, now you don't get a gallon of gas. Now we're going to take a one gallon of gas. And even though you've earned it because you got the championship last year, psh- we're giving half that gallon to the ladies football team and half that gallon to the ladies lacrosse team and half that gallon to the... Wait a minute. We've run out of gallons. Now you get nothing. Just run off of it and donations. And at that's this point, they're
0: like... they Honestly, at this point with how bad they've like ran this, this program into the ground, they yeah, might almost be better off shutting down the program altogether. See, but
1: that's a fair weather fan. That's what I'm talking about. Also, it's about history. Now, I will say... I if mean, they were
0: fair weather fans, I'm just saying like this group of people... The group of people I'm talking about, if they were Fairweather fans, they, they, we wouldn't be talking about this on our, weekly, uh, on, our, on our weekly chats and stuff like that.
1: Now, tell me, would they be super excited if they won the championship this year and everything would be okay next year?
0: They're uh, complaining
1: this year. The answer is yes. They're a fair weather fan.
0: I don't think these guys are fair weather fans. I think the mass majority of fans are, but I don't think these this, these group of people they've they've really been watching them for like losing for twenty years now.
1: <laughs> Dude, Jody Skelter and Ferrari fans. Like I get it. I'm just saying it's interesting to me because I think in a mass that is Colorado.
0: Well, Colorado right now has also been a mass like transitory state too.
1: I'm just saying, man.
0: We and know California's we, fucked it up.
1: We. In Colorado, shovel our driveways, the snow, with our flip flops on, and then we go get our green chili anything, hamburger, burrito, <laughs> tater, tots. tater tots, or eggs, and then we transition to our micro brews. <laughs> yeah, we don't fit in at all. <laughs> the only thing I do out of that is I do absolutely shovel my driveway in my flip flops. Now, they're Gucci flip flops, so meh, go deal. <laughs>
0: I don't shovel and flip-flops. Shorts. <laughs> Shorts and a t-shirt and gloves.
1: <laughs> t-shirt and gloves, too. That's the other thing I do. Yeah, so I'm right there. But flip-flops. Dude, there's something about flip-flops because it's like you kick them off. <laughs> it's not like you just mow the lawn, which I do also in my Gucci flip-flops. <laughs> <laughs> my get it together? Okay. America, please help me understand how your consumer confidence has gone up because gas prices have gone down <sighs> because they're not charging us the taxes that they're going to have to clean somewhere else. I don't understand how you think this is a win. Here is how inflation happens, BTW. It doesn't happen because of one thing or the other. It happens because a country goes off of a fiat system and or goes to a fiat system and ultimately just starts printing off money whenever it needs it. Uh they need COVID checks or this or that or the other. Uh what is the real risk of Cryptocurrency is finite. Uh, what's the real risk of stocks they are held to a finite amount? How many U.S. dollars are there? That would be harder to tell because they tell us they burn them here, there, in the other words. But in other words, there's no actual finite amount of U.S. dollars. They just print more uh, topics that are real. Anyway, my whole point here is if your consumer confidence is going up, And I love the gas prices now, too. I'm not saying they're not better than they were a year ago. They're not as great as they were three years ago when I was paying $2 a gallon. What's going to happen after the election? Bingo, they're going to skyrocket again. And then also, man, like just realize everyone in the world right now is truly starting to question, well, we don't have enough electricity now, but we're trying to get away from fossil fuels. Where's the electricity going to come from? Robert Burns. <laughs> anyway, uh, just really r- get it together, American public. Realize you're paying the tax dollars. Oh, you were relieved of $10,000 of student loan debt. Guess what? You're still paying for the next 20 years Social Security for people, and you're never going to see a dime. Uh, and all you've done is shorten the potential you'll ever see a dime. All of these things matter. It's just amazing to me. Yeah, I'm like <laughs> it's math. It's simple math. I had a
0: dollar. Well, no, here, here's what I was gonna say is that like spending on college. As much as we want to sit there and say, "Hey, American people, get it together," which you're part of the American populace, uh, but some of it is like. But what is there that we can do about it? Like, because we got the idiot who's in charge who's, who's who's doing this by executive order.
1: It's a really good question. How did CU football get where it is? How did ultimately Ferrari Formula One get to where it was? Wow, from I can 79? tell you, like
0: with uh, <laughs> CU football, it starts with the people who like it's the fucking elections.
1: Regions. In other words, people made poor choices. Things changed politically, no different than Ferrari from 79 to 2000, and then things changed again. Um, Really, it's super sad if you look at how uh, the man who brought Ferrari to what it was in Michael Schumacher's uh, five-string win era then was... Received a great exodus because he couldn't do it again with the wrong players because the politics had changed beyond him. It's just it's interesting. I agree with you.
0: I mean, like seriously, like at this point, like we know that the we know that the election was stolen, or there's a good high probability it was stolen. So many
1: Trump haters just don't care because it was they had Trump. If you ever like to stoke that fire? I'm not saying, you know, like, hey, let's, uh, Trump is the answer to everyone's problem. I'm not saying that. What I am saying is. I'm not saying Trump is the answer
0: to everyone's problems, but I don't think we would be.
1: fool is definitely not.
0: <laughs> but we, we would not be where we are right now. Get the shot. I'm Biden. I'm pretty sure we'd be in a better situation. We were in a better situation. We had, we had several things
1: I would bet 30% of my life savings on. If we went back in time and Trump was in office, I would bet 30% of my life savings that not only would we be in a better spot financially, I would also double down, parlay 10 to 1 that Russia would have never invaded Ukraine. And then I would again parlay and one hundred to one down that we wouldn't be having the issues we're currently having with China.
0: Uh <laughs> check, check, check. And don't forget <laughs> Afghanistan. Check. That would uh, not have happened.
1: Dude, that is my that is literally uh my biggest struggle with all this. So in with the Afghanistan war, we gave over one point thirty one trillion dollars to walk away like donkeys with our tails between our legs but now we've given i think it's what are we up to 13 billion dollars so a penny versus a stack of hundreds uh we've given them a penny and we're like we're making a difference so how about just kidding
0: me like do the math (laughs) or even like think about this here too right think of all the the million like all the like like, all the money that was given to Ukraine, what could it have that done for the American people? It was actually used on American people.
1: Uh, uh, wait, not only pay off $10,000 worth of college debt, they're going to have to repay, but pay off $20,000 of their college debt. that We're also going to have to pay back, which just didn't go to the uh, Ukraine, uh, and then pay for the next 10 years' worth of students'
0: college funds. Oh, my God. How much did you say that they, that that uh, one group said that uh, they that they would need to cover the cost of everyone's food to end hunger?
1: Oh yeah, the World Health Organization said all they needed was six billion dollars to okay. end world hunger.
0: So how much money did mm. how much money did the U.S. just give Ukraine over the? More than that. All right, that's what I'm saying. Like, if we, we could have ended world hunger, but we
1: chose Ukraine.
0: So not only that, right? Like, think about this too. They gave uh, the American people, what, two, maybe three checks of $1,500. Uh,
1: they're going to expect it back 100-fold. $1 billion of college debt r- r- released. Everyone okay. who's like, I don't know how to pay
0: back $10,000. dollars But you are going to collect $50,000 you're, you're back missing my in point here. You're missing my point here. We're going to have to pay out that tax that taxpayer dollars money to all, everything that we get out to Ukraine. If I'm going to have to pay tenfold anyways, I would have rather have all that money given to the American populace.
1: 100, to help, man. To help out
0: the you know, homeless here? To help uh, in the hunger here in the United States? If we had to use it to pay off all the like student loans for all the students out there, that would have been a lot more useful for the United States than it would be for us to give all that money to Ukraine. That's all I'm saying.
1: 100, which is a saying I hate. The millennials and Gen G's love 100 because I'm like, I would prefer to use 110 because that's mathematically impossible (laughs) and you don't understand 100. (laughs) 100, you literally don't understand it. You got 100% of anything and you gave 110% away. Restaurant Slatteries, irish pub now why we chose this restaurant eh, in the movie of the invitation invited to britain well we didn't make the trek quite as far to a british pub but it was still a great adventure uh I would say from the outside, it's in the landmark. So it's kind of in, what do you say? That's uh, Inglewood, Colorado. It's a it's, little bit north of Centennial.
0: Uh, Greenwood Village.
1: Greenwood Village, Colorado. All right. Uh, I actually dug the atmosphere inside. There a small seating area outside was, uh, let's call it what it was, dog friendly and dog shit. <laughs> With that, though, the inside I thought it was kinda great. You know, I unlike Noah have not been to Ireland, spent uh years there. He has spent great deals of time there. Great deals is anything over a week, by the way. Uh but with that, uh, he has spent real time there, meant met fancy lads and fancy ladies with that <laughs> And had an experience, so the greatest comparison he had to give to me was, uh eh, the wood here is polished, it's not as old, it's not as classical, it's more modern, more TVs. Uh, for me, I dug the atmosphere, the service I thought was great. We started with the Monte Cristo Egg roll. so we decided to stick to the... Uh, uh, Happy hour appetizer, rate Man, the the Monte Cristo egg rolls, I thought were great. The one thing I do wish is they had kind of done like a British or English theme of chopping up the meat as opposed to leaving uh, bigger pieces. I didn't mind it, but I was looking for... Uh, uh, you know, a little more meat on my tongue If you, if you know what I mean Uh, The, the pieces were what they were uh, But at the end of the day, man Zero complaints, they were great We rolled from uh, The Monte Cristo egg rolls To the crab cake uh, Again, it's no steakhouse Or, great steakhouse by the way Or seafood house Crab cake, but man For a pub, I thought they were great And then as we were deciding if we want dinner or another appetizer, I was starting to get full. You can give your review here in a minute. Uh, we decided to roll with one more appetizer. We went with the green chili tater tots and did not disappoint. They weren't loaded with all sorts of meat or other things, but they were perfect. In their own means. Uh, at the end of the day, man, would I take a date there? Absolutely. Uh, would I take a friend there? Hell yeah. Um, they had a nice Scotch selection, by the way. They had a nice drink selection in general. Uh, if you're the, if you're a, a beer connoisseur, you may not be pleased. They had a decent selection, not a wide selection. So uh, they didn't have a hundred drafts uh, for you to choose from. It was about twenty. Uh, again, they were the ambiance, the atmosphere. Uh, Atmosphere, I'm giving it an eight. Food, I'm giving it an eight. Service, I'm giving it an eight. Uh, Dude, for me, man, like fun factor. It was just fun. I really can't take anything away from it. Uh, At the end of the day, again, would I take a date there? Yes. Would I take a friend there? Yes. Business meeting? Absolutely. Fun? Yes. Food? Yeah, it's an eight. Like for me, it's an eight. Um, I am actually looking forward to going back there with a date and uh, see if the experience is, is great.
0: I also would say that eight is eights around the board. It's pretty solid. I like it. Uh, the The Monte Cristo A Rolls, is that what they were called? Um, first of all, I don't like Monte Crystals. <laughs> uh, Monte Cristo. I, I mean, I, I don't know what it is. It's just I'm not a big fan of them. Um, these were actually pretty decent and they were feeling uh the uh, they had the nice like i uh, was it, i think it was like raspberry jam
1: dude the jam was part of the win
0: <laughs> and uh it was it was good it, was, it tasted well and then from there i think at that point um i was still really considering whether or not if i wanted to get a meal or if i wanted to just go roll with the apps because i wasn't like super hungry but those uh those money crystal egg rolls were pretty filling for an appetizer and you can definitely, I mean, for two people, you have that, maybe one other appetizer, you're probably pretty good to go. Um, you know, you probably, it's probably better if you, if you have like more than like two people sharing that, if sharing that, if you wanted to have it be more like a true appetizer. Um, the next thing up was the, uh, the crab cakes. Um, once again, uh, as Jesse said, it's not a steakhouse. It's not a. It's not a you know a great high-end fish um, restaurant either, uh, or a seafood restaurant. Uh, but the crab cakes were decent. They're you know they they hold their own, and it's what you expect from a pub. And uh, they they tasted good. I just wish they had a little bit more sauce to put on their crab cakes. Um, and then from there, we had the. Uh, Green chili tater tots, and I think those were actually those. I think they were pretty much a win. They, Dude, those, they were crazy good. <laughs> they didn't uh, they didn't uh, totally smother it in green chili to where like it like took away from the uh, tater tots. Um, I wish they had like maybe a little bit more pork on there. Because uh, it seemed like it was like a barbecue pork when you got to like the middle of it.
1: It was good,
0: but the uh, <laughs> the one thing I would say about the about the tater tots there is like the pork seemed to all be like in the middle of the dish and didn't seem like it was well spread out throughout the whole dish, dude. But what? that's a that's like a minor <laughs> complaint. I mean, I, I mean, it's not even like a big complaint at all. Um The food though is all it was all very tasty. I can't wait to go back there and try you know try to you know try some of the other food there. Um, it was great, um, very filling for the appetizers. the uh, The beer selection was decent. Um, I mean, if you can, obviously, for an Irish pub, you expect to have Guinness on tap, and they had Guinness on tap. So, um, and they had some other nice, decent beers there. Oktoberfest. Well. Yep, I asked for an Oktoberfest, and we got it. The they wait.
1: delivered.
0: The uh, wait staff was uh, was friendly and very prompt. Um, they made sure we didn't go without. Uh, the one issue I had, though, might have been a little bit, and this is also like a really minor complaint, but not a very big complaint, is that their busboy guy, uh, he was like hovering. He like hovered over tables, waiting for people to finish their dishes so he could clear out the tables super quick.
1: Mostly uh, yours. He's like, no, it's hot. <laughs>
0: no. <laughs> um, he did that with multiple tables. Uh, so it was, uh, it was, um, that was one kind of detractor for me, but it wasn't like a big detractor. Um, but yeah, the inside there, it it uh, does give you a little bit of like maybe like a more modern or Americanized version of a of an of like a Irish pub. Um, that's where the outside patio is an outside patio, not a big deal. The only thing I don't like about the outside patio, and there wasn't any there that I saw today, though, is I'm just not a very I don't I'm not very big on the whole dog friendly outside patios.
1: Yeah, I don't want some dog licking my ferragamas. I just don't I just, want, don't.
0: I just don't want some dog barking the whole time and stuff like that. That
1: too. I just also don't want them licking my ferragamas or hairing up my suit.
0: Any case, um that's uh so basically I'd give it, you know. Uh the food and eights, uh the weight staff was is, is an eight. I definitely would take someone there. I'd take a, a date there. Um, I think uh, you can uh, impress uh, a woman there, I think, because she could get, like, a decent food. They had uh, a decent wine list and stuff like that there as well. And um, the service is is good. Um, Definitely, you can meet a friend there and watch uh, watch a sporting event. They had plenty of TVs there to watch, like, the Broncos game or an avalanche game or something like that. So, yeah, definitely worthwhile there. So, I, I do recommend the place. God.
1: 2022 American supernatural horror film, The Invitation, inspired by the novel Dracula. No surprise here, ladies and gentlemen, by Bram Stoker, uh, Stoker written by uh, The Invitation, Blair Butler, uh, directed by Jessica Thompson.
0: And really, I hate myself for watching that movie.
1: (laughs) Here's what they did. Here's the bottom line. This movie started out, and man, like, I I had a lot of promise. Dude, the commercials were like, bam, sexy, bam, style, bam, glam. And then the movie started out that way. First 15, 20, maybe even 30 minutes. And after that, it's like, where did all the sexy stuff go? Like, by the way, if anyone watches this and they know where I can get a copy of that statue of the dragon holding down uh, the soldier. The Crusader Knight. The Crusader Knight. Let me know. Please. I want that statue. I will pay ridiculous dollars. Trying to figure out if I can make it myself. But I will pay ridiculous dollars to have one of those somewhere amongst my entryway. Uh, Really, the movie had... uh, crap ton of promise and then just did not deliver with the ending and really here's what's the tragedy the last 30 minutes of this hour and like 45 minute movie uh, took this promise and was like <laughs> just flushed it do you want to chase it or not no i'm not chasing this i'm gonna go get a beer and weep in sorrow uh blair butler the writer Again, how do you screw up a remake of Dracula? How did it get to the point where it became a movie directed by Jessica Thompson?
0: I don't know, but I can tell you this, the writer screwed it all up. Like how do you how do you screw up a formula that's been around forever and like make uh, Dracula into some wimpy ass soy boy at the end and all kinds of crap and changing how people get changed into vampires? She must have been watching too much of the frickin' like Twilight series or whatever. I don't know, but here's the here's you know here's, And that was the dude walking out in the sunlight too. Dude Yeah. Sparkles but here's my
1: real question.
0: Why didn't Freaking get it together, people?
1: How, why isn't someone taken this and made the brave statement of yeah so i am an african-american woman in the movie and i've just lost all of my family and i only have one friend and i'm being given this choice to live immortally She's an idiot that's my point like i want to see someone who's like i got nothing to lose go the other direction uh suicide kings all these movies where they go the other direction? They're like, yeah, I made a bad choice, and here I am a hundred years later. That's what I really want to see.
0: It, it, it's just it's terrible. Like you can see, like the 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 whole woke BS stuff starting right away as soon as she arrives in London and she bumps into the uh, NT one of the wait staff there and they knock over the glass and then she goes all huffy puffy with the uh, uh, with the with the main butler and uh right there you can just tell already it's like the whole like i'm black superior blah 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 kind of crap sorry i don't mean to like go off the deep end here and i probably shouldn't be saying any of this stuff anyways because of like how woke our society is anymore
1: Ooh, they are on
0: but you know i sometimes you get to a point where you just kind of get tired of the whole like political correctness stuff and so and, i'm talking and, about and this and this movie starts pushing that envelope quite a bit and they just they screwed the story of dracula they, they they made it into like a a woke point of view and it just made for the movie that had a ton of potential into an unenjoyable crap show.
1: Really what it just in to me, what it emphasized afterwards. Cause I left. And I went to the. By the way, ladies and gentlemen, if you haven't gone to the Nine and Co and Co or Nine to what, depending on what you want to call it, little teeny rinky-dink AMC movie theater, there, there it's surrounded by culinary rejects, Blanco, Postinos, oh, uh, a plethora of little restaurants. What I did was I went and saw, it and then I basically bar hopped, if you will, and also restaurant hopped and had some fun. Uh, like literally, what I thought of every step of the way was. This really emphasizes to me how great Ram Stoker's Dracula was and how someone who tried to improve upon it disappointed to a level that made it look better. (laughs) Also, Dracula Untold. Uh, Another version of Dracula and becoming Dracula. And
0: they did a good job with that one.
1: Dude, that movie was sexy and it didn't disappoint at the end. Uh, I still want a sequel. I still want to see what happens next. Uh, Alexander McQueen, man, I want you to suit these guys. I want to see it. I want to go there. But this movie, I'm like, please don't ever like Blair Butler. Stop writing. <laughs> Not really. Stop just writing any movie. This that write, just write better. Are, yeah. And then, oh, man, Jessica Thompson. Direct better. (laughs) What happened? Now, I I, I hate to be the guy that attacks. Maybe it's because we saw the restaurant. Maybe it's because I've seen so much better versions. But don't try to take a classic and change it and not expect criticism because this was
0: shit. It was. It was terrible. I mean, first of all, everyone pretty much knows, like, in order to change into a vampire, the vampire drinks your blood and then gives their blood to you. But here, no, she has to drink his blood first, weakening the patriarch, if you will. And then once the patriarch is weakened, then she destroys him. And here's the thing he was doing, like, he's actually more like towards a classical gentleman where he's like, hey, I- I'm going to. I see your position. I'm going to help you out. I like I want I'm going to I'm going to provide for you. I like you say you have no family. I'm going to give you a family. You say that you that that you're poor, you have no money. I'm going to give you status and, and and wealth. And he's going out there to provide for her. So everything she says that she wants and desires, he's like, "Oh, I'll, I'll, I'm going to I'll be there for you. I'm going to give that to you." And then what she, then what does she do? She fucking kills him.
1: Idiot. <laughs> like okay so you've been given a chance of potentially eternal love and,
0: and wealth and status life and-
1: yeah free wealth they ain't gotta work another day she could pursue her goals of being a, artist. a crappy artist, cause she her, her art wasn't all that great. Well, not what we saw, but what she could what can you become after two hundred years? You, mm-hmm. you could you definitely mm-hmm. perfect your More craft way, in two hundred years. Picasso? Yeah, right. <laughs> Leonardo da Vinci in the house. Um, yeah, it was uh Dude, the movie though started out so well with scenery. Um I, I think the one thing that was a win for me was the cinematography. Everything else was uh why?
0: There I I think the cinematography held pretty well all until probably the midpoint of the movie.
1: The cinematography definitely closed down, simplified. Maybe it's budget. Maybe, Maybe. that's it. Maybe rightfully it's budget. Again, this is no Francis Ford Coppola uh Bram, Stoker's Dracula, which I don't know if anyone can beat now. Uh, Nosferatu, like for his day and age, man, it took 100 years to beat that. Then you get to... Bram Stoker's Dracula. I don't know where you go from there. Like you got like the Lost Boys and some other things that give some interesting twists. The Lost Boys was more real though. I wanted that ending. Here, I did not want this ending in any way.
0: Yeah, her all of a sudden like chopping her hair off and like I'm gonna go kill all these guys now. And then her best friend like yeah I'm gonna go take a bat. Like sorry, it just doesn't float or doesn't fly.
1: I mean the bat does. <laughs>
0: oh we're done now
1: <laughs> no oh. dude
0: don't rush me <laughs> sorry
1: we spent plenty of time on the smarter challenge
0: <laughs> i just heard the sound and i'm like oh we must be done No man we're <laughs>
1: good <laughs>
0: now honestly we're, we're ready I, to I light have,
1: up the fire pit and go
0: <laughs> i actually have like really not a whole lot of positive things to say about this movie i think as you stated It started off with uh, great potential, but it, it lost its way terribly. I I'm still
1: just curious. Like, I hope this makes it to the people who made the decision to fund this movie. Why? No, I mean that like, sincerely, you've got investors, stockholders, people who are investing in Robin Hood, trying to find companies who are investing intelligently, according to the articles I've read lately about Robin Hood's investors. And now these investors, if they did invest in this company, why? Why did you invest in a movie that was in the theater for like three weeks and then was shunned? Because why? Yeah. Research, like do a little bit of research.
0: It's either either you have to do research and they honestly didn't know what they're like putting their money into or they're really trying to push a narrative. And they're okay with losing money.
1: I think they were trying to do the popular thing, my guess. And uh, it had potential, but it lost because it wasn't the right thing. I Don't screw with a classic. Don't go trying to make... Great expectations, <laughs> something it's not. Please ever, please no, please no, please no.
0: However, the, the one thing I do like about it, the, the potential it had at the beginning, was that it was about Dracula and his, and a, like kind of like the three, like if, if you go back to Bram Stoker's Dracula, the three uh, women vampires that he had there in his castle like his three wives type of thing. So that kind of like that kind of brought a little new twist to it and that would have been like really interesting and it probably would have been like a good different like tale to go down. But honestly, once like t- after 20 or 30 minutes into the movie, it just turned to crap and yeah. it it didn't it didn't deliver on the potential it started off with. And really I just think uh, anyone who who watches it or wants to go see it uh it's already I think it's almost gonna be out of the theaters after this weekend anyways, so that's probably a good thing for you. Just wait till it comes on t v or something and you can watch without having to pay for it. That's my last two cents on it.
1: Lay the proud usurpers low lay those that are proud that steal inappropriately from others illegally take from others low, I think that's really kind of like put those who steal from us into the ground uh yeah i agree with you 100 percent.
0: i was so excited to see this movie i mean the the previews looked
1: awesome dude, the the first 30 minutes honestly i was still stoked i'm like this is gonna dude this is like the future of dracula and vampires and then they're like oh no, we're gonna try to change that there is no future to dracula or vampire nope
0: <laughs> not buying it I bought it, but I'm not buying it anymore.
1: Closest thing I'll ever do to buying any of that, man, was the Vampire Diaries that I watched with my daughter and later talked with my daughter about. Uh, But ultimately, that was the only ending that doesn't end with the Vampire's winning that I will ever accept.
0: All right. Anything else? I have nothing else I really want to say about this movie.
1: No, dude, I'm done. That's why I was happy to spend extra time on... Get it together. <laughs> shout outs of the Scotch was because the man for an hour long show ish. I had nothing to smoothie. <laughs> Get it together. Get to, Do not ever try. Please. Anyone ever, ever try to best Bram Stoker with this. Please.
0: Don't, at least don't follow this uh, this this formula. Oh man,
1: take it, something sexy and you make it stupid. Sexy it, to stupid—that's what they should have called this movie.
0: If you're gonna if you're gonna take a classic uh, and uh, try to change it, kind of follow the formula that they use with Dracula Untold. Don't don't kind of follow this uh, this formula because this formula was terrible. It made me cry.
1: Yeah, it made me sad. I'm like, this is not. I want no. You took, here, here's what's strange about this, is they're trying to do right for the minority, right? Vampires are the minority, and they're better. And then you're trying to make them look weak? Uh, who else are they trying to make look weak? The majority? <laughs> you you know, boo.
0: All right, um... Unless you got anything else, I'll uh, announce about our next... Let's roll out! Next. All right, so next week, I don't have the bottle yet because I didn't pick it up. I was lazy. Whatever. I didn't feel like going to pick it up yet, but I'll pick it up tomorrow or the next day. Anyways, it's going to be the Kirkland brand uh, single malt scotch. It's a 19-year, and according to the... uh, to the internet, it is made by Bunahaben. So a 19-year Bunahaben, we'll actually uh, try it out, taste it. We'll, uh, we will find out for ourselves if it, it truly is a uh, haben uh, make for Costco. And then our topic uh, for next week is really more about an experience. Um, Happy
1: endings included
0: <laughs> it could have happy endings depending on where you want to go uh, <laughs> so
1: I like happy endings
0: <laughs> so here uh, the the idea here is to do something to uh, pamper yourself whether it be go get a massage uh, pedicure manicure uh, do uh, do the deprivation tank or uh, do a salt cave or or whatever uh, do something to um, do something that uh I guess that will bring joy or comfort to your to yourself and uh talk about <laughs> and then when we come back and we're gonna discuss like why you chose whatever you chose to do, the health benefits of choosing what you chose, and then um and then kind of review the place that you went to. Ooh. And then so yeah, that that's the uh experience slash topic for next week.
1: What did you experience? Some young guy
0: so I went to this really shady uh, <laughs> massage parlor place here with a uh, with an Asian name on there and uh,
1: <laughs> Korean said happy endings. So no, <laughs> right next to Korean barbecue. So
0: you know, like one idea I have is that, uh, I'm not sure. Hate you. I'm not sure if I if, uh, if I'll be able to find this type of place. But oh my I've, god, I'm kind of I'm kind of thinking of like trying to get it, maybe getting a facial done. I've only had a facial done once, and uh, I thought it was pretty cool the first time I got one.
1: Yeah. Given a couple of facials. <laughs> Don't know how they turned out. They said they liked it, but All right, got to rub all the right areas. <laughs>
0: uh with that, is there anything you want to say to the people?
1: Yeah, man, the week after that, we're starting to give some extra forewarning, man, we're going to choose. So tonight, the Broncos are playing their first real season game. Orange and blue. Broncos. Denver Broncos. All right, man. Left or right? Uh, right? Your left or my right?
0: Whatever. You're right.
1: All right. So, Bolton of the Lowlands. We're going to venture after next week's Kirkland 18-year Buna Haben? 19. 19-year Buna Haben. I don't think this is going to compare to that, by the way. Uh, Buna Haban being of one of the isles that are heavily peated and vastly delicious. Uh, Kirkland, a.k.a. Costco, doing their work there. Uh, the week after that, though, I want you guys to have some time to think about this next subject. The Bothan of the Lowlands, Lowlands Single Malt Scotch Whiskey. This is the one aged in sherry casks. Topic here is... If you're going through the woods and it's a full moon, are you more scared? If you're alone, are werewolves or vampires? And what does that experience feel like when you hear something? <laughs> Woo-hoo, whoo, just saying. Okay. Maybe some real life Scotch Hour news footage.
0: All right. Anything you want to say to the people? Please drink responsibly
1: and drink a lot responsibly. No, I'm just kidding. Drink responsibly. Uh, well, tell us what you think about the terrible movie, uh, The Invitation. Were we right? Were we wrong? Tell us what you think about the restaurant, Slattery's. Were we right? Were we wrong? Give us some feedback. Tell us about restaurants you want us to try. Uh, tell us what you want us to see. We're going to go see some shows. We're going to go do some things. Let us know what you think. Give us feedback. Give us feedback. And other than that, man, like, share, subscribe, drink responsibly. I can't say that enough. I really can't. Like, don't drink and drive. Be smart. That's why we do it at home. Uh, and uh, other than that, off to you now.
0: All right. Well, thank you, everyone, who does uh, listen to us on auto, uh, on Amy uh the – audible type of uh i guess uh formats whether it be uh podbean spotify iHeartRadio, radio google podcast and any any of the many others that we recently signed up to be a part of as well uh, thank you to all the listeners in japan you guys are amazing i'm I, i'm not sure how you guys found us originally but now you guys are like starting to take over so that's awesome thank you very much for listening to us there in japan Thank you to all of our listen- listeners, to everywhere else in the, in the world, and here uh, here at home in Colorado and the and the states. Um, for all of our viewers on YouTube and uh, Rumble, thank you again for your support as well. Uh, if you do want to become a patron member, it's the very first link down in the uh, description down below for the Podbean uh, patron. And with that, hopefully, you guys all have a wonderful week. Uh, be safe. Drink responsibly, as Jesse has mentioned. And please uh, give us some feedback. We greatly appreciate that. And uh, cheers. Scotchman! We hope you enjoyed this evening's episode of Scotch Hour. If you did, please like, share, and subscribe. Also, if you have not done so already, please become a Patreon member with memberships starting as low as $1 a month. Thank you, and hopefully, you have a wonderful evening.